This is the Waterboys Across Politics Daily News Brief for Wednesday, July 6, 2022. Happy birthday, America. I hope you guys had a good July 4th. First, folks, our upcoming conference, our Fight Life Feast Conference, is just four months away from happening in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th to 8th. Don't miss Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, which includes George Gilder, Jared Longshore, Pastor Wilson, ben, Dr. Ben Merkel, Pastor Toby, and more. And we still can't say yet we're holding on for one more also don't miss our awesome vendors meeting new friends and stuff for the kids like jumpy castles that might be more for me and and maybe Knox, but but you know jumpy castles for the kids and accidental infant baptisms <laughs> for our baptist brothers sorry about that also did you know you can save money by signing up for club membership yep yep go so go to fightlifefeast.com sign up for a club membership and then register for the conference with a club discount we can't wait to fellowship with you sing psalms and celebrate god's kindness the topic for this year is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the straight at edge. It is a timely topic with timely speakers. Can't wait to see you guys in Knoxville, October 6th to the 8th. 476,000 migrants got, uh, we got a record in 2022 so far with migration, with immigration. Uh, more than 476 migrants um, eluded apprehension, this is according to Bre- Breibart um, News, by the Border Patrol this fiscal year already. According to sources with Custom Border and Protection, the total already eclipses the uh, 2021 numbers, which is 389,000 uh, illegal immigrants. The source says a number of uh, record daily migration is happening. It's 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 pretty incredible. Um, follow the show notes to to see more about this. This is according to Breibart. Uh, but I think part of you know the biggest thing that we have here is just a breakdown of what Biden's responsibilities are as president of the United States. But also, I think a breakdown of how we should be viewing um, immigration as Christians. I think this is be an opportunity. Imagine if we didn't have all these federal laws and and is Christians, we could serve and hire these immigrants and actually put them to good work. We need employees. We need workers in our economy, and this would be an opportunity to put them to work, pay them well, and give them the gospel. Uh, Just an incredible um, missed opportunity in how we view this um, because there's tension between Biden actually not dealing with the problem and, and the people like Texas and states like Arizona having to deal with the problem. It creates a lot of toxicity in actually dealing with immigration correctly excuse me, illegal immigration correctly. 23 million California residents to receive upwards to $1,050. Yeah, hold on to that 50 bucks. In inflation relief funds. Yeah, that's you didn't hear that wrongly. Inflation relief funds. This is the, let me get there. Um, this according to Yahoo News. On June 30th, California approved an inflation relief package on which we'll see 23 million residents of the state uh, receive a direct payment of up to $1,000, $1,050. The $17 billion inflation relief fund package includes $9.5 billion for tax refunds to help address inflation and offset rising prices. Governor Gavin Newsom, excuse me, Newsom, and the Senate President Pro Tempier uh, Tony Atkins and Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon released a joint statement because they all need to help each other feel better about this. California's budget addresses the state's most pressing need and prioritizes getting dollars back into the pockets of millions of Californians who are grappling with global inflation and rising prices of everything from gas to groceries. The centerpiece of the agreement, a $17 billion inflation relief package, will offer tax relief funds to millions of working Californians. 23 million Californians will benefit from direct payments of up to $1,000, $1,050. The package will also include a suspension of state taxes on 
on diesel and additional funds to help people pay their rent and utility bills they added. So th- this is crazy. The article, Yahoo goes on to kind of detail, you know, if you make over $150,000 jointly, you'll get this much. If you make less than 150000 if you make over 250000 you get this. It's, it, it, here's the bottom line. Uh, you remember, the stimulus packages is what is largely driving inflation. Of course, the shutdown also in, coupled with the stimulus packages is what is driving inflation. And so Governor Mussolini, his you know, plan is to inject more money into the economy without them uh, transferring goods and services. It's just more cash drawn into the economy, and that's going to increase, guess what, inflation. It's so the 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 problem. He's going to solve the problem by making the problem worse in California, particularly. And you also remember the secondly, the CPI projections, consumer price projections, are basically uh, projecting that a family, a household, will pay about five thousand dollars in extra to buy goods that they need for the house uh, this coming year because of inflation. But I think that CPI is low. I think we'll actually pay more likely to fifteen to twenty k per household. Uh, due to inflation, uh, that's significant. That's a lot of money. And governor is going to give you know each household a thousand dollars, a thousand and fifty. Don't forget that fifty dollars. And and he think that's going to make up even if let's say even inflation was on the low side, each household is going to pay about five thousand dollars in inflated expenses over this coming year. Um, he's going to give you a thousand dollars. Don't take this at at all. This is uh, pretty uh, incredible. The Federalist has a really interesting article. Again, go to the show notes. And you'll see the Federalist has a really interesting article on the latest Supreme Court, uh, you know, ruling pro Second Amendment ruling that just happened a couple of weeks ago, week and a half ago. And um, according to the Federalist, New York Kathy uh, Hochul ushered in the long Independence Day weekend by signing legislation crafted in response to Supreme Court's recent decision. The U.S. Supreme Court has made it clear that the Second Amendment guarantees law-abiding citizens the right to keep and bear arms for self-defense, both in their homes and in public. On Friday. New York responded that it didn't care. It didn't care about the decision. New York Governor Kathy Hochul ushered in the long Independence Day on Friday by signing into law a crafted uh, response to the Supreme Court's recent decision, New York uh, State's Rifle and Pistol Association. You remember the whole Bruin versus New York State Rifle and Pistol Association decision. Just more than a week earlier, the U.S. Supreme Court in in the Bruin case had declared that the New York prior uh, prior May issue gun licensing scheme, which prohibited individuals from carrying concealed handguns unless they demonstrated a special need for self-protection distinguishable from that of the general community. Wow, I can't believe it. I haven't read that's my first time to really read that specific uh, language. Violated the Second Amendment in reaching that conclusion, the high court stressed that the right to bear arms by necessity applies outside the home. Now listen to this. The New York legislator responded by calling an extraordinary session and then passing the bill Hochul signed into law on Friday that hastily passed a statute establishing detailed regulation governing a citizen's right to obtain a permit carrying a concealed weapon and added restrictive limits on where such concealed weapons would be carried. Okay, listen to all these restrictive limits. I'm not going to go through them all because there's like, there's like, I think, 30 or 40 of these restrictive limits, but basically... The law that they passed restricts the carrying of gun. It provides exhaustive lists of sensitive locations, sensitive locations, which, because of constitutional significance, is excerpted in full below. Now, listen to this: this law um, prohibits the carrying of gun any place owned or under the control of the federal government, state government, or local government for the purposes of government administration, including courts. 
any location providing health, behavioral health, or chemical dependence. Any places of worship or religious observation. What? Libraries, public playgrounds, public parks, zoos, location, uh, nurse, nursery schools, preschools, uh, license, any program, licensed, regulated, certified, operated, or funded by the Office for the People with Development Disabilities. Location of any program, licensed, regulated, certified, operated, or funded by the Office of Mental Health. Um, uh, residing residential settings, licensed, certified, regulated, funded, or operated by the Department of Health. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on. Any location being used as a polling place. Okay. Uh, but again, there's an exhaustive list. I'm not going to go through. Uh, the area commonly known as the Times Square, such as determined and identified by the city of New York, provided such areas shall be clearly and conspicuously identified with signage. So the Federalist ends here saying merely skimming these provisions confirms the breadth of the new law, which leaves New York residents with few public places where they may legally carry a gun for self-defense. That bottom line strikes to the core of the Supreme Court's ruling in the Bruin and the, that Second Amendment guarantees a right for law-abiding citizens, responsible citizens, to carry a firearm in public places for the purpose of self-defense. New York's expansive list uh, supposedly sensitive locations, quote unquote, likely ignores the Supreme Court's analysis in Bruin. So they basically nullified the legislator uh, legislative session, just nullified that 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 uh, emergency legislative session, nullified the Supreme Court's decision. Interesting there. Um, this uh, episode, this daily news segment, is brought to you by the mission of Armored Republic, which is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool for liberty. We create tools of liberty. Free men must re- remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it happens. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. Amen. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Visit them at AR500Armor.com. That's AR, the number 500, Armor.com. SCOTUS win on the EPA case. Uh, so Patrick Morrissey takes aim at SEC. So this member in West Virginia, the SCOTUS ruling on uh, against the EPA, Environmental Pro- Protection Agency, uh, a couple weeks ago, one of the rulings that came out recently, uh, West Virginia won. They beat the EPA. Or SCOTUS ruled in their favor. After the Supreme Court handed, uh, uh, and Patrick Morrissey is the Attorney General of, of West Virginia, after the Supreme Court handed, this according to Justin the News, uh, Patrick, uh, or West Virginia also on Thursday, limiting the authority of the EPA, West Virginia Republican Attorney General Patrick Morrissey now takes aim at Biden's administration's effort to use powers to regulate capital markets through the Securities and Exchange Commission to push an environmental agenda. Woo! I love this. Going going on the offensive, the Supreme Court on Thursday curtailed the EPA's ability to restrict power plant emissions under the Clean Air Act, and Morrissey, who brought the suit on behalf of the coal-dependent state, celebrated the ruling on the John Solomon Report podcast. Okay, that was a podcast that um, he was recently interviewed on, and he says the legal, um, no, he doesn't say this yet, but the legal implications of the decision far transcend environmental policy alone, according to uh, the Attorney General. And he says this, we want to say this is really about maintaining the separation of powers, not climate change, because it is about who gets to make the decision of the day, not necessarily what those decisions are, but who gets to make them. That's uh, that's a great quote. That's awesome. And then he goes on to say, and the reason that it's so important is because you have something so fundamental, a vast economic and political significance, you want the people's representatives to make a decision and not bureaucrats in D.C., not the EPA, and to have a clear 
statement, clear lines of delegation to the federal agencies. And that did not happen in this case. That's why the court said that it was not going to allow the clean power plan or similar type of regulation to go forward. Uh, that is really good news, and I'm glad Morrissey's actually he's actually pursuing. He's actually going after now uh, the Security Exchange Commission that's that's trying to be used also on the environmental side. You know, it's that whole environmental climate change economy that Biden's trying to, and he's trying to use all these bureaucratic um, powers, all these bureaucratic agencies to push his climate agenda. According to Fox News, a, and related to this, a rush towards green energy has left the U.S. incredibly vulnerable to summer blackouts. Listen to this. Did you know renewable energy is going to be putting our country at risk of power outages this summer? The government's push you know, for renewable energy and away from traditional energy sources at a rapid pace without kind of thinking through the impacts of what renewable energy is going to do to our grid. Well, this really is a silly problem because that's, the government's incentivizing all this renewable energy at the expense of what traditional the, – the legacy of traditional uh, and the deliverability of traditional energy is able to give us. Daniel Turner, founder of the executive director of Power – uh, Power of the Future told Fox News that he thinks the entire country is incredibly vulnerable because the the entire country is facing a huge energy shortage, and I don't think there's a place that is truly safe. And he told Fox News this. Turner went on to argue that the outages will most likely affect the poor and minority neighborhoods. He he says this: they will choose what neighborhoods go into darkness if there's rolling blackouts, like you know California historically. When we have done this, we have chosen poor and usually minority neighborhoods to do that. So green energy is racist is what he's arguing. <laughs> Previously, listen to this. Previously planned power outages in states such as California have a history of disproportionately impacting poor neighborhoods, including one instance in 2019 where a poor, mostly Hispanic neighborhood in Sonoma County had its power cut for eight days in October. The deliberate outages not only plunge residents of the area into darkness for days, but the resulting of food spoilage, strained already tight budgets. Even if the electricity doesn't arrive, the bills do, one resident said at the time. Uh, and then uh, Turner goes on to say this. Look who they shut off. Have you ever seen Kardashian complain about the lack of power or Silicon Valley or Facebook headquarters? They're all fine. They never get the, they never get the plunge. They never go into darkness. Uh, that is a crazy reality of how they're using green energy, and 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 we're gonna the poor are gonna suffer because they're gonna keep the rich happy. According to the Washington Post, okay, they say you need to calm down and back off regarding inflation. The pain Americans are feeling in their pocketbooks is real. The cost of just about everything from gas to summer travel, airlines and hotels to basic food items like eggs, bacon and milk is through the roof. But the Washington Post personal finance columnist says people need to stop complaining and just chill out. A great deal of Americans where it is uncomfortable that they're spending more, but they are not going to go under. You know, you you got to stop complaining when there's so many people who literally the inflation rate means they may only have two meals instead of three. There are Americans who did extremely well in the last two years in the market. You still have your job. And yeah, it's costing you more for gas. But guess what? You're still going to take that holiday, that 4th of July vacation. You could still eat out. So I'm going to need you to calm down and back off. 
this is kind of the arrogance of of mainstream media and kind of the elite in media and really the Obama administration because uh, Obama's uh, communication director said something similar a couple weeks ago. We reported on it cross politic, um, and so it, it's pretty. Uh, amazing that they're telling you, "Hey, you're suffering from all this inflation. You just you, you're going to enjoy your Fourth of July vacation. You're going to enjoy all this, and and you just need to calm down and back off about inflation." And this is why. I mean, th- this is really tone deaf, and this is why. Uh, I mean, I think the Democrats are going to lose handedly in November uh, to the Republican Party and all this. And I just pray that if the Republican Party gets back in power, that that I want I want a Christ, you know, a, a, a Christ. Uh, centered conservatism not a christless conservatism and so we need to be praying if god gives the republicans power in, in november we need to be praying for repentance this is the water boy through cross baltic daily news brief we really do appreciate you sharing this news brief with your friends it's easy just click on the share button joining our club and we hope to see you at our fight laugh feast conference october 6th to the 8th in knoxville you can take all these steps at fightlaughfeast.com have a great day and bless you.